Rewind it back to the days of chillaxing on the beach and all-day fun with Spring Break on DraftKings Casino. Play exclusive games like Fan Fave Rocket. The excitement is endless, the vibes are right, and the cash prizes could be huge. New players, start playing with just 5 bucks and get 100 back instantly in casino credits. Download the app and use code FANTASYFEAST to book your one-way ticket to fun with DraftKings Casino. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You're listening to DraftKings Network. It's time to eat. What are you hungry for? Sit down and get ready to consume an abundance of fantasy football knowledge from Ross Tucker and Joe Dolan. Feed me now! On the Fantasy Feast Eaten Podcast. Yeah, let's eat, baby. It is the Fantasy Feast Eaten Podcast, the show that's so nice. We do it twice, every week during the NFL season. Once a week, by the way, in the offseason. But every week during the NFL season, two episodes. Wednesday, late morning, Thursday, bright and early, getting you and, and your friends and whoever else ready to set their fantasy lineups. We do as many of the games as we can in the first episode. We wrap it up, episode two. Joe, we were halfway through that Steelers-Texans matchup. We got to get to the Steelers side of things offensively. All right, Ross. Here's a little fun with a small sample size. Among running backs with 25 or more carries per fantasy points data, which running back has the highest percentage of explosive runs, meaning runs that gain 15 or more yards? Jalen Warren? Najee Harris. What? Yeah, four of four of Najee Harris's thirty-five runs have gone for fifteen or more yards. The duality is about fifty-five percent of his runs have been stuffed, meaning uh, they don't gain four yards on first down or three yards on any other down. Uh, so Najee Harris has been all or nothing so far this year. Um, that's just a little bit of a, a, of trivia, but it seems to be that Pittsburgh Steeler fans who are having some serious copium after the first two weeks of the season. Oh, we played two of the best defenses in the NFL. They might have been right. Like, they came out, and Kenny Pickett was making plays out there against the Raiders. Thrown First time in Kenny Pickett's career through two touchdown passes in the same game, by the way. Good to see Pat Fryermuth get involved. George Pickens has been there one. Um, I think this is yet another opportunity for the Steelers to kind of get their offense going get their offense in rhythm the way it was in the preseason. They had two brutal matchups at the beginning of the year. Kenny Pickett came out in a good matchup and looked good. That's what you needed to see, much like we said uh, on the last episode about Deshaun Watson looking good against the Titans. You needed to see it. You needed to see that from Kenny Pickett. 
I'm a little more optimistic about the Steelers going forward after what they did against the Raiders. They didn't light the world on fire, but they looked like a competent NFL uh, offense, and that's what I needed to see from them. Let's talk Rams at Colts, Joe. Well, let's see what the status of Anthony Richardson is. Um, I would like to see him back. Gardner Minshew came out last week and obviously quarterbacked Indy to a win against Baltimore, but... 227 yards on 20 on 44 pass attempts which is kind of like what Gardner Minshew is for the Colts you must start Zach Moss until further notice and further notice might be Jonathan Taylor uh, coming off the pup list but for now he has been an excellent fill-in and a great bell cow for them Michael Pittman 11 plus targets in every game so far this season he must be started I'm not sure where I'm at on Josh Downs, the the rookie receiver out of North Carolina, but he had 12 targets in that game. And he could be in that kind of Tank Dell, Calvin Austin tier of guys who you go pick up if you didn't get Josh Palmer or Quentin Johnston this week. So I I like what what Shane Steichen has brewing in Indianapolis, but I really want to see it come together with Anthony Richardson. Let's see if he plays this week. The Rams on the other side? So the Rams, I mean, last week... Against the Bengals, Stafford struggled a little bit. He threw a couple of picks. Kyron Williams is like the bell cow of bell cows. He had seven targets in that game. He caught just two of them to go with 10 carries. I mean, the guy is by usage an RB1. I think you have to keep starting him. You have to keep starting Puka Nakua uh, with seven targets, five catches for 72 yards. Yes, he, he looked human in that game, but five catches for 72 yards is a good game for any rookie. And then 2-2 Atwell is a deep, 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 deep bench guy who you can use um, if, if you need to because Matthew Stafford is back. And he's the last two games he didn't play as well as he played in the first game, but he's still looking healthy, which is what we need from Matthew Stafford. The Bucks could not get it going against the Eagles. Now they play the Saints. And as we record this Wednesday morning, Joe, I'm not expecting Derek Carr to play this week. In which case we then have a Jameis Winston revenge game um I think Jameis is gonna go out and he's gonna sling it down the field look Jameis missed some throws as Jameis is wont to do but look at the numbers and it doesn't look all that different between Jameis Winston and Derek Carr in week number three against the Packers Carr was 13 of 18 for 103 yards and a touchdown Winston was 10 of 16 for 101 yards now the question becomes the Bucks just got crushed on the ground by the Eagles okay Everybody's going to get crushed on the ground by the Eagles. Alvin Kamara's back. I think Alvin Kamara's a solid RB2 this week because the Saints have not been able to run the ball this year. If you drafted Alvin Kamara to stash him, I could not have anticipated a better start to the season for you. Jamal Williams got hurt. Kendra Miller just now got back from his hamstring. And Tony Jones stinks. So this is a perfect scenario for Alvin Kamara to slide in and usurp RB2 kind of usage, and I think he'll start doing that, even if it's in a part-time role against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The bad news is, if you have Kamara, is Jameis is in. And Jameis is not going to check the ball down, but I still think Kamara is going to be their top running back because they have been unable to run the ball so far. What about the, um, the Bucks? Rashad White... I think very predictably flopped against the Eagles after having his big game um, against uh, – he had the big game in week two. Excuse me, who did they play? The Bears. I believe they played the Bears. Everybody's going to have a big game against the Bears in week two. 
uh, or any week this season. But I, th- I still think Rashad White's getting bell cow usage. He lost a fumble against the Eagles. That was just an unbelievable play by Jalen Carter. Um, I'm not going to hold that too much against Rashad White. He's still on the RB2 radar. And I think you have to start Evans and Godwin every week because Baker didn't play great against the Eagles. Uh, but Baker's out there and he's trying to make plays, uh, which is what I like to see from a quarterback. Jameis is going to do it, and I think Baker's going to do it this week. So, yeah, I'm, I'm totally fine just playing those three guys and holding off on everybody else with the, with the Bucks. You've got the Commanders in Philly to take on the Eagles. Yeah, so Sam Howell leads the NFL per fantasy points data in turnover-worthy throws percentage, and he also leads the NFL per fantasy points data in sacks taken that were directly the fault of the quarterback. Uh... I don't think this is a good matchup for Sam Howell. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Um, he, he he puts up the big numbers against the Broncos' Civ defense in Week 2, comes back to reality against the Bills. I think the Eagles are going to eat Sam Howell alive. This is not a good matchup for Washington's pass catchers, none of whom have done anything really of note for fantasy. Terry McLaurin's a wide receiver three. I think I'd bench Jahan Dotson in this matchup. The Eagles have been started moving James Bradbury into the slot. That very clearly worked against the Buccaneers with Josh Job on the outside. Um, Brian Robinson is a low, low-end RB2 or flex in this matchup. I just think this is a horrendous matchup on the ground. Uh, or, or everywhere for the Washington Commanders this week. The Eagles, um, they've already said, like some of the players have been like, oh yeah, they got us at the link last year. They're not going to do it this year. I kind of I, I kind of buy that stuff. Nick Sirianni is a greasy wheel squ- uh, squeaker. He's a squeaky wheel greaser. We've seen that multiple times, and I think he's going to play that up this week for the Eagles. I expect this game to be a blowout. Anything noteworthy Eagles offensively? Well, their obsession with Kenny Gainwell is mind-boggling. I mean, it's just... Look, they. I know you don't want to give DeAndre Swift 20 carries a game. I get that. Uh, but Swift is so much more explosive than Gainwell. The, 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 the Eagles have four guys, really five guys, you start every week. Jalen Hurts, A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, DeAndre Swift, and Dallas Goddard. You start every week. And... On the low end, this is not a guy you start. This is not a guy you even pick up. But just just in case the Eagles have an injury at wide receiver at some point this year, Alameda Zacchaeus is better than Quez Watkins. And I think he showed that in week three against the Buccaneers. He's a guy who had some good years in Atlanta. Um, I think he's just a more physical player, a more reliable player than Quez Watkins. Interesting. Um, speaking of that, if you're a Commanders fan, it might be a long day. Drink some Labatt Blue Lights with your friends. Live life to the power of we. Always enjoy responsibly beer. Labatt USA. Buffalo, New York. The Bengals still don't look great, but they got Chase going. I thought Mixon looked like he had some juice. They're in Tennessee against the Titans, Joe. Well, this uh, this is a matchup where you need Joe Burrow to look like Joe Burrow. Because the Titans had the best run defense in the NFL last year. They have one of the best in the NFL this year. They're stuffing runs at a fifth highest rate in the NFL. They've allowed just one explosive run all season. Joe Mixon has just one explosive run all season. Joe Mixon's been stuffed 
on 53.3% of his runs, which is the eighth most among 37 running backs with 25 or more carries so far this year. This is a uniquely bad matchup for Joe Mixon. Tennessee has been a pass funnel all year. If I have if I have T. Higgins, if I have Jamar Chase, I'm excited about it. You need Joe Burrow to look more like Joe Burrow this week. This is the kind of matchup where I think Joe Burrow might start to get comfortable against the Tennessee Titans. On the other side, Joe, what's up with the Titans? It seems like they keep giving Spears more snaps than Henry. Well, here's what's happening. The Titans are in the uh, – they are – desperate to find anything that works their offensive line is atrocious the Bengals sacked Matthew Stafford six times last week and Tennessee can't open holes for Derrick Henry can't give Ryan Tannehill any time their big free agent signing this offseason Andre Dillard they're already talking about benching him Andre Dillard was sent to the absolute nether realm by Miles Garrett this past week now the Bengals don't have a Miles Garrett but they do have a Hendrickson. They do have a Hubbard. I, I mean, I, I can't imagine that this is going to be a whole lot better for Tennessee. Yeah, you have to keep starting Derrick Henry because we know what Derrick Henry can do. Who else on this team do you feel good about playing right now? Nobody. Nobody at all. I mean, this this is an uh, this is a perfect example of how an offensive line can completely deconstruct literally anything a coach plans for. It's It's bad, Tennessee's line. How about Vegas and the Chargers? Raiders, Chargers, Joe. Yeah, we have Jimmy Garoppolo in the concussion protocol, which in theory would make Brian Hoyer the starter because Aiden O'Connell was inactive last week um, if Jimmy Garoppolo is not able to play here. You know, the Raiders are one of those teams you kind of just you start the same guys every week. There's three of them. Devontae Adams, who... Ross, I don't know how good your arm is. I don't know how quick your drop back is. You could get the ball to Devontae Adams. Maybe Zach Wilson couldn't, but everybody else on planet Earth can get the ball to Devontae Adams because that guy is a stud. And I want to ask them, uh, how bad are the New England Patriots at evaluating wide receivers? How do they sign Juju Smith-Schuster to the same contract Jacoby Myers got from the Raiders? When you had Jacoby Myers in your building. I have no idea how that happens. Whatever. Um, it Jacoby Myers, you could bench him if Garoppolo doesn't play. You're not benching Devontae Adams no matter what. Jacoby Myers is an every week wide receiver three. And you have to keep starting Josh Jacobs. At, like The run game has been brutal for them. But you've just got to keep starting Josh Jacobs because they have nobody else. Uh, on the ground that Raider team is just not very good the Chargers Joe so the Chargers finally got a game where they ran into a team that is less competent than they are Um, the Chargers tried to give that game away Brandon Staley and some of the decisions he's made Justin Herbert was outrageous Justin Herbert goes 40 of 47 for 405 and three touchdowns. And yes, he lost Mike Williams. That's a big factor. But one of those touchdowns wasn't to Mike Williams because Keenan Allen threw Mike Williams his touchdown last week. I'm interested to see what the Chargers do with Quentin Johnston this week. They very clearly drafted him because they knew Mike Williams and Keenan Allen had extensive injury histories. They wanted to bring him along slowly. That's what they were doing. He was getting out snapped by Josh Palmer. 
I think he'll continue to get out-snapped by Josh Palmer for the time being. And Josh Palmer's a pretty good receiver. I kind of view him as like the Chargers version of Gabe Davis. You know, the, the, the Bills don't have a Mike Williams to their Keenan Allen. But I kind of view him as like the, the, the Chargers version of Gabe Davis. Just a guy who is reliable on the outside. He's not a dynamic guy, but he can make plays down the field. I think he's a wide receiver three right now. I'd probably try to hold off on starting Johnston just yet. Um, but this is a, a game where Justin Herbert should have a lot of success. We saw Kenny Pickett have success in this matchup last week. Um, and we'll keep an eye on the status of Austin Eckler. They cannot run the football without Austin Eckler. Joshua Kelly, 11 carries for 12 yards against the Viking defense that gave up 175 to DeAndre Swift the, the week before. Feeling good about your fantasy draft picks, but not sure what to eat? Make it easy on yourself. Order in on DoorDash. Now you can root for your squad. While your food and drinks are on the way. Yeah, that means burgers, chips, dips, soda, pizza, wings, and so much more delivered straight to your door. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Joe, let's talk about the Patriots and the Cowboys. I expect the Patriots are going to try to go run heavy in this game. Wait until you hear this stat. Last week against the Cardinals, the Cowboys gave up 5.24 adjusted yards before contact per rush attempt on the ground. So what that means is it only accounts for designed runs, so scrambles don't count. The next highest game this year was 3.04. The Cowboys' run defense was nearly double as bad as any other run defense at the point of attack in week three against the Cardinals, as any other run defense has been in any game this year. That is awful. And remember, the Cowboys considered their run defense a problem last year. They spent their first-round pick on Mozzie Smith, who's a not an exciting player. He's a point-of-attack run stuffer. No Trevon Diggs. I don't, like, Trevon Diggs I don't think is going to fix your run defense, but maybe the Cowboys got a little bit of a system shock. And I think the Patriots, they don't have a mobile quarterback like the Cardinals do in Josh Dobbs, but the Patriots, I think, are going to give the ball to Ramondre Stevenson and Ezekiel Elliott this game. And something's got to give, because neither Ramondre Stevenson nor Ezekiel Elliott has an explosive run this season. The Cowboys gave him up in spades last week. What's going what's gonna to give in this matchup? What about... When the Cowboys have the ball. The Cowboys' red zone struggles are real. I think Mike McCarthy's red zone struggles as a play caller have been real dating back to his time with the Green Bay Packers. Um, Look, Dallas has three guys. Honestly, they kind of have two guys you start every week. I don't feel great about Dak Prescott going against this New England defense, but like this is a New England defense that made the Dolphins look mortal. You know, like this isn't really a defense that I want – to be starting a bunch of guys against, but you have to start Tony Pollard and you have to start CeeDee Lamb every week. Dallas's offense has been very uninspiring to me so far this year, but Tony Pollard is the real deal as their bell cow. We got Arizona, who's been spicy 
Joe, oh, yeah. I kind of like what I'm seeing from Arizona, but they're taking on the Niners yeah, this not week. Not this week. Um, if there's one Cardinal I'm playing this week, it's going to be James Conner, who I like. He's just one of those guys you could put him out there with 10, 10 guys off the street, and James Conner's going to put up RB2 numbers. It's just the way he plays. Um, they were gashing the Cowboys. I don't think they're going to gash the 49ers in the same way. If you're desperate, you can start Marquise Brown as a wide receiver three. He's the guy who's going to lead them in targets at the wide receiver position. He, of course, scored against the Cowboys. I just think the 49er defense is in a different league than the Cowboys defense right now. I expect this to be a rough go of it for the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, I think you're probably right. Uh, what about the Niners, Joe? Let's... I kind of feel like they always have a bunch of different mouths to feed. Well, they didn't have Brandon Ayuk on Thursday night against the Giants, which was very clearly the right call for them. Um, they didn't need him against the Giants. They sat him, helped him with that, that shoulder injury. Maybe he'll play this week. Maybe he won't play. They probably don't need him this week either. If Brandon Ayuk and or Debo Samuel does not play, start George Kittle everywhere, including DFS. If they do play, eh, it's not like you have a better tight end option on your bench, likely. Uh, but don't expect production from George Kittle if those guys play. Kittle, 7 for 90 last week, by far his best game of the season. Brandon Ayuk didn't play. Debo Samuel, people he said himself he was out of shape last year. He's not this year. 6 for 129 and a touchdown. He continues to be a wide receiver one. Christian McCaffrey is that dude. Um, he's the best running back in fantasy football, as we know. And Brock Purdy, at this point, is a startable fantasy football quarterback as a streamer. Um, I will say this. At some point, I'm not saying Brock Purdy stinks, but far from it. I like him. I like what he does. I like his his gaming, uh, his gamey nature. The he's going to pay the piper at some point on some of these turnover worthy throws. He's going to. I mean, that was what held him back at Iowa State. He turned the ball over like crazy. Um, his turnover worthy throw percentage. It's more, it's higher than his turnover percentage. Let's put it that way. Um, he he fit, tries to fit the ball into tight windows. He's gotten bailed out a little bit. I still love him. I still love his game. But Brock Purdy at some point is going to start turning the ball over. This is not that week, though. In football, Joe, the fourth quarter is where the magic happens. It's where games are won, where champions are made. We're in the fourth quarter of this podcast, and in business, the fourth quarter is where sales teams become legends. That's why HubSpot built Sales Hub to give sales reps the deal-making tools they need to win their Q4. Sales Hub's prospecting workspace organizes your schedule, goals, and to-do list in one place to save your team precious fourth quarter time. And smart sequences help sales reps close deals faster than ever so get ready to dominate Q4 with Sales Hub. Learn more at HubSpot.com slash sales. We've got the Chiefs at the Jets. Sunday Night Football, Joe. We have to watch the Jets on Sunday night. So I mentioned in last week's episode, uh, or excuse me, yesterday's episode, about how the Bears and the Broncos will be like that campy, popcorn-chewing uh, uh, blood and gut slasher. This one's just a horror movie, man. This 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 one's the descent. This one's the one that's going to, to to keep you up at night. The Chiefs are going to eviscerate 
the Zach Wilson and the New York Jets. I'm sitting all my Jets until further notice. Have you regretted it? I I don't think so. At some point, the Jets are going to go to Trevor Simeon, and as sad as that is, he gives them a chance that Zach Wilson does not give them. This is brutal. Um, sit your Jets. Sit them. What well, about the Chiefs on offense? And if you want more further example, by the way, oh, the Chiefs, you know, the Jets are going to be playing from behind. Well, look at the Bears. The Bears were down 49, 41-0 in that game last week. Justin Fields threw for 99 yards. Um, the Chiefs on offense are the same exact Chiefs they were last year. Patrick Mahomes is playing excellent football, and somehow there is not a single wide receiver here who is a worthwhile weekly starter. Rasheed Rice and Sky Moore, these are guys you can plug into your lineup. And by the way, next week, bye week start. So you're going to have decisions where you're like, ah, I need eight points for my wide receiver three. Ah, let me throw Sky Moore in there. I need, I need seven points. Let me throw Rasheed Rice in there. If I had to bet on one of these wide receivers to break out and become a weekly starter, it would be Rasheed Rice, who nearly scored twice against the Bears last week. Of course, did score in week one against the Lions. Um, but right now, it's it's Mahomes, it's Kelsey, and don't look now, Isaiah Pacheco. Starting to get a few more targets in that backfield, which is really good for his fantasy prospects. And Jarek McKinnon's a guy who, look, Five tu- he's the only running back who you could tell me will get five touches in a game, and I'd be like, yeah, but where are those touches? Because Jerick McKinnon can score two touchdowns any given week. Let's wrap up, Joe, with the Seahawks and the Giants Monday night. The Giants are, are rough offensively. I mean, they're terrible. They have no speed. They can't protect. Now, now fortunately, it looks like they're going to get the left side of their offensive line, uh, Thomas and Bredesen, back this week. Um, uniquely bad matchup for them against the 49ers without those guys. Uh, we'll see about Saquon Barkley. I will not, I would not be counting on him because this is a Monday night game. So I would plan on being one more week without Saquon Barkley. You kind of have to keep starting Darren Waller. Um, this is not a horrible matchup against the Seahawks. Their secondary has actually been uh, exploitable, but they've also had some injuries back there, including Reek Woolen. Um, we'll see if they get those guys back this week, but yeah, um, the Giants are not a team I'm terribly enthused about for fantasy football. Seattle offensively, uh, they got the running backs going a little bit. Yeah, um, Charbonnet had nine carries for 46 yards. At this point, he is just a handcuff for fantasy. Ken Walker is an RB1 because he can bust off runs at any stretch. Um, at this point, Jackson Smith and Jigba, I mean, in shallower leagues, Ross, he's droppable. He's just not producing right now. Uh, it's been all DK and Tyler Lockett for them at the receiver position. Check this guy out on social media because you got to follow him at FG underscore Dolan. Joe Dolan, of course. And FantasyPoints.com. Use the code 23FEES to get a discount on all their excellent info. I am at Ross Tucker NFL on all the different social media platforms. We are at Ross Tucker Pod. That was awesome. Ready for every game now from a fantasy perspective. I'm stuffed. We're done. Thanks for tuning in to Fantasy Feast. Make sure to also check out the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, Even Money, and College Draft, all on the DraftKings Network on Samsung TV+, Plus, YouTube, or subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform.